What's up, y'all? This is Trick from Holy Culture. I'm at the Mike Drop premiere in Dallas, Texas. And uh, we're just a few hours before we kick off, and I happen to be honored to be in the room with Michael Peace. What's up, brother? I'm good, man. Good, good to, to see you. Good to see you, too. Often yes, referred to as the grandfather of Christian <laughs> hip-hop. And uh, first, man, again, let me let me just say thank you, man, for, for what you've done and your role in this thing, for real. Yes, sir. Um, brothers like me might not be here, myself, Ben, all of us who try mm-hmm. to serve without your push-ups, man. So appreciate you. I appreciate you saying that. You know, you never know what you're doing until years later, the impact. You know, I tell people all the time, back in those days, we don't equate it, but I just, for the sake of people understanding, yeah. with the Negro Leagues, back mm. in those days, they were doing what they were doing because that was the only opportunity that they had, the only outlet and inlet that they had. Right. They had no idea what they were producing, you know, decades later. That's and right. so we, you know, I feel the same way about how we were. We're like, we were just doing what we did because that was our inlet and our outlet. Yeah. And we're glad that the Lord was in the center of it all. Yeah. But that's what it was. So I appreciate your kind words, yeah. you know, about that. No, man, this is so good. So, you know, you, again, being called the grandfather of anything, right, <laughs> is, has to have some emotional feelings with it. I I want to go through a couple things. One, one I want to talk about where you started. But let me, I want to start here first, man, because I think this is special. Last night at the dinner... As people walk into the room, like, I could feel you feeling up, man. Like, yeah. Certain people while you want D-Rock walk into the room, certain people yeah. walk into the room. So I really want to start there. What is this? What has this been like for you, man? What has this experience been like coming back together with brothers from a part of this collective, so to speak? You know, it, it, there are two or three edges to that that I'd like to comment on. The first one is it's like um, I get filled in. Mo- you, you're right. I get so filled that I get like overwhelmed emotionally. Like, mm. yeah, people say that they were humbled. I've not been humbled. Mm. I've been overwhelmed mm. by everything and just seeing all the people around and just the connections and what they've become. And, you know, folks, I, I'm a fan too. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I'm a fan. Like, you know, I told Super, Super C to, today, I said, I said, you are my son's favorite Christian rap artist. Mm. You know, actually, you're my son's favorite rap artist, period. Yeah. You know, but. My son's 31. He yeah. grew up on that on his music, you know, yeah. and so I'm a fan. We're a fan. So that's the first thing is that I was just overwhelmed and just excited to see all of them. The second thing of it about it is, you know, just to see um, the sense of um, um, uh, community, sense of uh, camaraderie, mm-hmm. even a tribe, if you will. You know, because we all literally, it's almost like a fraternal order yeah. because we all came from the same exact type of experiences in this genre. Right. You know, we all remember the doors being closed on us. We mm. all being remember being told we're not going to pay you. We all, we all were told we were doing the devil's music. We all were. Mm. And and that's an ex- unfortunately, but but for the sake of where we are today, right. um, that, that put us in, in a very exclusive order of people yeah. who have been re- wanted to represent the Lord. Yeah. You know, so for all of us to be together like that, it's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. Here we are, yeah, man. you know, this is 2021. Here we are. Right. We're still here, right. you know. Yeah. And, and the last part of it, I'm trying not to belabor this, but the no, last part of it was that um, it shows the goodness of the Lord yeah. and how the Lord has sustained us through all of those things that we went through and that we came out, we come out, in the words of Corey Ray, we come out, we came out like diamonds. Yeah, you know, we went through the fire, but we came out like diamonds. Look at you being a hip hop listener, the worst Corey Ray <laughs> rolling off the tongue. You know, so we, yeah. so that, so, so the answer that that's how you know how I felt last yeah. night. Yeah, what was so um, so interesting about what you just said, too, man, is just like the those experiences, right? Shift, sifting through that, and it's almost 
when you guys talk about some of those experiences and even some of the clips in the movie where being shunned and turned away and called the devil's music, it reminds me like of that passage of scripture of being in the crucible. Mm, yeah, I mean? yeah. Refined, that's good. And the dross coming off and looking again and going, mm, got to keep burning. Yeah, you that's good. to go through that. And right before we turn the cameras on, for you guys, just so you know, um, I called John Wells, a.k.a. the tonic from the cross movement, just to get Michael and mm-hmm. John back on the phone. And they only talk, what, 30 seconds or yeah, so, right? Uh-huh. But just the love. And if you think about some of the transitions, the yeah. movement was able to transition in a different way. Yeah. The doors began to open. I mean, I think early stages, mm-hmm. not so much, right? But then doors right. started Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I remember even when their second album came out, I literally remember their second album coming out and us standing outside of Victory, I think it was Outreach in Philly, mm-hmm. masses of us 90 minutes before the concert opened. Like, think mm, of how different yeah. that is. <laughs> Way different. Right? And that was even 15, 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, okay? yeah. So from your time. Way so, different. So now let me take you way back, man. Mm-hmm. First song. What made you write that song? Okay, here we go. I um, I was, I was, I was already out of c- college, but I was, I was a dorm director in a college town, and there was a church you know, in the town there. It was in a rural area of upstate New York, Brockport, New York, actually. Mm-hmm. And I had recently gotten sa- I had gotten saved, and I was beginning to grow as a Christian. Um, I enjoyed the energy that, that took place in the youth service. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there were college-age kids, folks that were a part of the youth service, but it was really for teenagers. Yeah. The youth pastor was giving a message that there is a uni- unique way in which the Lord wants to use all of us. Mm. We need to seek the Lord for that unique way, and then make sure that the Lord gets out everything that he pours into us to bring it forth to other people. And so I went home that night and, uh, and it was during a week of fasting too at our church. And, uh, and so I went home that night and I began to pray for that. I figured between you and me and everybody mm-hmm. listening that the Lord was going to use me because um, I'm a drummer that I would put together like a funk band with a gospel message to it. Cause I hadn't heard that either a at that point. Band. Yeah. You know, like, you know, with, you know, I grew up on James Brown, Cool in the Gang, all those gotcha. folks, you know, so we're going to have music like that yeah. with the gospel message in it. Right. Whoever was going to be the singer, right. truly it was not going to be me. So you, right. you were writing maybe the. the no. Oh, 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 yeah. That's what I thought I was going to be doing. OK. I got off my knees and saw myself writing down rhymes uh, and I went, whoa. Mm. And it started making sense to me. And I'm like, but I don't even like poetry. What's up with this? And I'm writing down, right, right. writing down rhymes. And then I went. Lord, was that you? Hmm. I said, oh, Lord, if that was you, then inspire me to write another one. Hmm. And I, st- I wrote another one, hmm. right? And I'm like, okay, Lord, if this is you, inspire me to write another one and give me favor with the leadership at our church. Because hmm. I learned a lot. I learned the importance of a, a submission to authority and yes, leadership. Yes. And so I wrote another one. And Sunday after church, the kids were playing around and somebody was on the piano and everything. And all the kids, we were just having a good time. And I went over and I just started spitting lyrics over what he was playing on the piano. Wow. Right. And everybody was looking at me. The kids, they were enjoying it because they knew what hip hop was, you know, and um, they were just they were just feeling it. Yeah. And so um, the youth pastor and one of the associate pastors said, Mike, can we talk to you for a moment? And so I said, sure. And so when we were walking down the hallway to where we were going, I was like, OK, this is. This is serious stuff. Like, this is where all the higher-ups are in our church go. And I walked in there, and all seven of them were sitting around. And they said, Mike, we want you to know 
we did not understand one single thing that you did, but we recognize God's anointing on it and in it. Yeah. You have our release to let the Lord use you that way. Wow. wow. And that's how it all happened. Wow. And well, I just kept writing ever since then. Yeah. I was like, oh, work. <laughs> but at that time, how, I mean, how, how significant was that to get that blessing from the church leadership? Yeah, I know. I, because I hear so many other their brothers and the experiences that they had yeah. were nowhere near as favorable. Yeah. That was 1982. Oh, yeah. You know, and... Um, you know, it was in a in a very rural town. Right. You know, it was a college town, but they recognized God's anointing right. on it. So it so it felt real good. Yes. I felt like okay, if nothing else, my church is re- is receiving what I'm doing. Yes. My church is 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 you know feeling me. My church is giving me you know a release to do this. And I found myself. They asked me. They would on. Even during worship, they would bring me up to get on the mic to do something in the middle of a song. Yeah. You know, and this is, I keep saying rural. I want people to figure out this is a predominantly like white, yeah. rural yeah. community in a college town. Gotcha. You gotcha. know, is this in New York State? Yeah, in upstate New York. Upstate New York. Yeah, okay. upstate okay. New York, Brockport, okay. New York. Yeah. And that's how that all unfolded. Wow, and man. so I had enough, I, I, all those variables would have been enough to work against me. They were all, the only thing that mattered to them was they wanted to sense the anointing, right. you know, and they said, the anointing is on you and through you and what you're doing. Yeah. We want, you know, we are releasing you to That's do that, dope. That's dope. you know, and they didn't That's even dope. say release me. So I would do stuff outside of the building. As long as you don't do it in here, you're fine. But we stand with you. It's like, no, 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 no. It's welcome inside welcome of here inside. too. And take it out there. But you always have here to come back to. That's dope. I yeah. Mean, I can even remember in the 90s, some churches that, I mean, it was hard. You, you could be in a choir and say, as a part of the choir set, you want to rhyme. Yeah. Like, no go. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> no go. No go. All right. So so for those who've honored Mike Peace as the grandfather of hip-hop and wondering where you're at, just give them a little sense of what, what do you do now, man? What, what, are you, what are you up to? I am the uh, pastor and executive director of a ministry called Bethel Express, which is an urban children's outreach ministry located in the city of New York, excuse me, city of Rochester. I'm born and raised in New York City, but yeah. I don't live there anymore. I live in upstate New York now. Gotcha. And um, uh, we do what we do based upon what we call the S factor, which is in this order priority, spiritual strength, social stability, and scholastic success. And we want to raise up kids from that know nothing about Jesus straight out of the hood. Mm-hmm. Um, we get kids that don't even know how to read and here they are in the fifth grade. Right. You know, we have a young lady who did not know how to read. She came to us in the fifth grade mm. and she now has a law degree. You know, we, because we work, give them, wow. a, we make sure that the Lord, they have an encounter with the Lord to the extent that the Lord does these amazing things in wow. their lives. And um, uh, the kids come to us, they know nothing about Jesus, Christianity, the Bible, God, they know nothing. They Kids would write me notes earlier on in their, you know, their relationship with us. Mm-hmm. And they would say, thank you, Michael Peace, for introducing me to Jesus. And they were spelling Jesus, G-E-E-Z-U-S. Mm. That's how remote their experience or yeah. understanding of of the things of the Lord um, was. That's and great. even to this day, that comes up. But And so we're, we're just, in our city, we have a 47% graduation rate of kids graduating from high school. Mm. Um Kids, all the kids who have come to our ministry and have stayed with us, we have a 100% graduation rate. 98, 98.2% of them have gone on to some form of higher education, and 23 of them have gone on to graduate studies, including law school, wow. medical school, PhDs, master's degrees. Um, we have uh, da, 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 eight business owners that are they're actually living off of their business yeah, now. Yeah. Um, and they all came to us. 
you know, or what we call the garbage dump. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, we say God is in a love business right. and he's in the garbage dump business and he would love to take us off the garbage heap and make a Amen. treasure out of our lives. So, so that's what my wife that's Julie and I are man. doing. Defining statistics, too. That's, that's beautiful. Yes, sir. In Rochester. I don't know you're in Rochester now. Yes, Big sir. Big shout out to my Aunt Pam and Uncle Donald in Rochester. I'm saying it right here because I know I'd be in trouble with my mother <laughs> if she watched this and heard Rochester me not say that. All right. Um... <laughs> So let me talk about, let's close on Mike Drop the movie, man. What was it like when you got the first phone call to be in Mike Drop, man? What would you th- what'd you think? What came to your mind? I was like, and I, I met this with, and I mean this with great sincerity, but it's like, okay, somebody else wanting to do a movie or a documentary on us, but it does not ever mm. come to fruition. Mm. It has not ever manifested itself. You've seen other ones? Oh yeah, I know, I know. Not, yeah. yeah, in fact, we were we were on we were talking on a Zoom, all of us on a Zoom conversation about about three weeks ago, and someone brought up the fact that he said I he says and he's who, whoever it was that said he said he says I'm aware of about three or four people that have tried to do what Darius West has done. Yeah. I says well I know I probably know the three or four that you're talking about. And two more. I know six. Wow. And it is no disrespect to them. The thing is, it's so challenging to make it happen. Yeah. That's where there's the difficulty. They didn't. They, they didn't. They, they didn't finish them not for lack of giving their best effort yeah. or trying real hard or whatever. It's just a major undertaking to do something like this because we're just everywhere. You know. That's what I was going to ask you. Is he trying to get all the different people? Yeah. Together? Is that what it is? But but yeah. Darius, who's a genius, Darius West, he knew just about all of us in one form or another over his experiences with us. Mm-hmm. So when the Lord talked to him, spoke to him about doing this, he just picked up the phone and we all were able to connect, yeah. you know, but, and, and, you know, because I've, I've, you know, I, I met Darius a number of years ago and, you know, even as a young kid, I knew he had something special. I had no idea this many years later, this would come yeah. to pass like this. Yeah. And so, so when I first got that phone call, you know, and he said it was him. I was like, he said, I don't know if you remember me. I was like, yeah, you were Carmen. You were in this video. You were in that video. Yeah. He said, yeah, I want to do something. I said, for real. Then when he told me, you know, who was going to be backing it, I was like, okay, now this is on a whole different, yeah. you know, elevation now. Yes. Because yes. he has money and the money has muscle with yeah. it. And yes. that's when I said, okay. Yes. I, I said, okay, to all the others also. But they yes. didn't have any, they didn't have the kind of m- muscle money. Yes. That was given to, to Darius to do this. Yes, that's great. So now that we, we're on the day of the premiere, you're going to be performing later today, man. Red carpet, everything's happening. What do you hope, man? What are you prayerful about in terms of what happens as a result of this movie? I'm hoping that, um, and, and Chili Chill says something about this too. We don't, and then you get in a conversation with any of us, we're not really tripping on the fact that people, quote unquote, don't know who we were yeah. or who we are. Yeah. We're not tripping on that. But what we would like for people to know is that there were people who were from back in those days. It's not so much that we were paving the way, although that's what we were doing. Mm-hmm. We were just doing what the Lord wanted us to do. Right. But that people will understand that this did not just happen. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so with Mic Drop and all of us being together like this, it's an opportunity in the movie for people. I'm hoping that people would say, wow. That happened in the 80s? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, you know, I want kids to say, man, my mother was born in the 80s. Right. 
that kind of a thing for them to know that this did not just happen or all yeah. of a sudden somebody got a record deal. You know, there there is a there is a track. Yes. You know that has been followed. There are experiences that that that, that you know that people have had that we have all had that we're glad that, to see what this genre is today. Yeah. So we did not have to be recognized and noticed. It feels great, though. Yeah. But we just want the story to be told that it was before yeah. this. Yeah. You know, before there was, before the LeBron, there was Michael Jordan. Before there was Michael Jordan, there was Dr. J. Before there was Dr. J, you know, Bob Cousy. You know, right. like, exactly. you know, just, just know exactly. that we did not, those folks did not just show up on the scene and this did not just happen. Yeah. There's some history and some, some track record yes. behind it. You know, um, I'm, I'm closing question. I'm asking you all the same closing question. Um, I think about Christian hip hop. One of the things we talk about sometimes, I think we may have talked about it a little bit last night. I'm not sure if you were in the conversation. Mm-hmm. The idea that we didn't get to put necessarily see the baton pass from your generation to the mm-hmm. next to the next, right? At least not right. with intent, at least when in, not with structure right. yeah, or mentorship, etc. right? Um, and now you're starting to see in some cases the younger generation go, man, I don't I don't know who all of some of those folks are, right? And, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So there's some some appetite. When I think about what you just said, like, man, um, Jordan, Dr. J, and actually like Kobe, I mm-hmm. have this picture um, that I got, I forget where I got the picture from, with them three standing at the foul line together. Wow. Okay. I mean, think about those three. You know what I mean, Jordan, Dr. Yeah. J, and Kobe. I think it was Kobe's first year in the league, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, at an All Star game or something like that. When you think about that Kobe, if you would, coming into the league, learning from Dr. J, learning from Jordan, like, man, I know I'm good. Okay. I know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm purpose to do this, but I would love to learn from you what I should be doing now. If you were, if you were in your prime at this time, what would yeah. you be doing? Imagine a Christian hip-hop artist who's starting out asking you that. Michael Peace, you've been through it. I love your story, hearing about your pastor giving you the blessing yeah. telling you to come do it. If you were giving me that advice, what would you tell me? Three things. Um, be faithful and steadfast, okay? In other words, uh, be diligent to do what you're doing and, and, be, and be counted on, but be steadfast. In other words... Treat this as if you're not ever going to stop. Mm. All right? Mm. That's the first thing. So be faithful and steadfast. The second thing is stay grounded in a church um, that will, with people that will call you in if you need to be called in, yeah. you know, and say whatever needs to be said to you so that you can be and do what God wants you to be. Yeah. And the last thing is, is stay mindful of the fact that Jesus is in the center of this. Um, and because he's in the center of it, and you're mindful of those things, do not allow anything to take precedence over that. Mm. I hear a lot of people say, mm. yo, his lyrics are dope. He's got this. He's got swag and everything. You know, and I'm like, okay, so he's got the charm and the charisma, but does he have the character? Mm. And so, you know, so be concerned about that. And if you're walking with the Lord, you're developing the character of Jesus in you. Yeah. And so that, that, and, and that has been our plus for all of us out there from back in the day. You know, we had sound doctrine. We had convictions. We were committed to the Great Commission. We wanted to reach the lost. I said out there in a conversation we were having about with Rapzilla that I said that that um, we didn't really care about winning awards. Mm-hmm. We were more concerned about winning souls, yeah. you know. And so when you make that the focus of what you're doing, you can't fail, yeah. you know. So those are the three things that I would say That's to beautiful. anybody that wants to get, you know, into into holy hip hop. Yeah, it's just those three things and. 
the Lord will take care of everything else. That's beautiful. Thank you, brother. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Here, hey, y'all, y'all heard it from the grandfather of Christian hip hop, <laughs> Michael Peace, right here in Holy Culture. God bless. All right.